welcome to Crack Conversations. I am your host, Robin, and joining me today is a very special guest from Sister SBN blog, Raw Charge, Hardev. Hardev, thank you so much for joining me. Hi, thanks for having me. Did I say your name correctly? Yes, you did it perfectly, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Stanley Cup Final, it's the thing that we all dream about and sort of dread. The Lightning have made it to the dance. Yeah, they have. Um, it's. I can't say that I'm surprised because I really wanted the Lightning to get there, and I really thought that they had the best chance to do it. So I'm just glad they're there. All the pressure starts now, and hopefully they bring back a trophy. <laughs> the Lightning have sort of um, limped their way into the final. They're down. Well, they never had Stamkos this entire postseason, and well, I think it was who was it? Palats hurt or like points hurt? John, yeah, yeah. Like they, it's basically they're sort of fighting a war of attrition at this point. Yeah, they they were without. Uh, they've been without Stamkos the entire play playoffs. He's dealt with I think two or three different injuries throughout the entire since the um, since up, I think maybe March or since maybe uh, February. He's been dealing with a lot, so he hasn't been able to play. But I think he, they're, they're talking about him being able to come back during the finals. So that's uh, promising. Jan Rudo is another player that, uh, on defense, he's uh, Victor Hedman's partner usually. He, he's been out uh, the entire playoffs until he played in game two. That was his first game back. Uh, and then Braden Point's been in and out the lineup uh, all playoffs because he's been, um, yeah, he's been dealing with something. We can't really tell what it is, but... Uh, he missed a couple games in the Islander series, which they lost. But then when he came back, they won. Both, they won the game, game six, and uh, they were able to move on. So it's been it's been tough going. It's been it's been a real testament to the team's depth, especially defensively. Uh, and Andre Vasilevsky has been uh, unreal. He's been exactly what they've needed this playoffs. I mean, Andre Vasilevsky is. I think his save percentage is just slightly lower than that of Anton Hudovins. So mm -hmm. they're they're both hanging out somewhere in the 940 range, which is kind of insane. Yeah, very insane. Um, does Vasilevsky's uh, performance, do you think that gives the team any kind of confidence to cover up some of the fatigue that might be seeping in? Um, I think so. Uh, I also think it just... It gives them the opportunity to feel like they're they have a chance to be in a series, so that they don't get goalied because they've gotten goalied so many times in the playoffs. They know that they have a goalie who's just as good as the other guy, if not better, and they can win out on talent. And even when they're injured, even when there's a little bit of nagging pains like that, the power play is still good. Five on five offense is still good. The third line has been incredible. Anthony Sorelli has been incredible. So they know that as long as they have a goalie, they have a chance. And with that chance, they know they are the better team. Now, the Lightning have been one of the league's top offenses pretty much uh, for the last, I don't know, three, four years. Um, but they sort of seem to have fallen off a little bit in these last few games. I mean, since, I'd say, midway through the, um, through the Islanders series. So what is it going to take for them to, I guess... To beat Dallas, really? Um, I think what they've I think they've been dealing with a lot of fatigue, as you said, uh, as you mentioned. Um, it definitely has kind of 
slow them down a touch. The one thing that I that does make me optimistic again about the team being able to regain their offense is the power play. They've actually not been able to produce on the power play very much at all during the postseason. It's been really, really tough going. Every time they've had a power play, they've never really been able to quite get it going. And it's almost been like this as if they're snake bitten on that. Um, they were able to score in game two, and I think that might open the floodgates because I think they had two power play goals in that game. Uh, by the end of it, they had one that kind of opened the floodgates. The second one was was all confidence. It was all Nikita Kucherov kind of going for the one-timer and then at the last second sending a pass across the ice to Andre Palat, which was a beautiful, beautiful play. And um, I think hopefully the power play is something that can help them stay ahead and keep ahead and uh, get some of that offensive ba- offense back because even though they're without Stamkos, they still have a really, really good power play. And that might be the thing that, that helps them as, you know, their 5-on-5 offense kind of starts to dip a little bit. Now, I heard that Stamkos is battling, or, well, I shouldn't say battling, but Stamkos is trying to recover from a sports hernia. Now, if he is able to make it into the lineup, isn't there any concern that he's rusty and he might re-injure himself if he rushes back? Um, yeah, I don't know if, I, I don't think that the sports hernia is confirmed at all. We're not really sure. It, it kind of fits with the timeline, so it might be that. Um, but yeah, he's been, what we've seen from him in practices, we've been getting, basically, uh, Stamkos has been uh, on the ice either every day or every off day, I think. Uh, and he's been taking shots. He's been skating around. I don't think he's his skating. I don't think his, uh, his, uh, like, his ability to play a full game is, is there right now. Maybe he's taking it easy in the videos. We're not sure. But his shot is definitely there. So a lot of what uh, Tampa Lightning fans have been saying is, like, get Stamkos in the lineup, run, like, 12 forwards, uh, six defensemen, and just have him there on the power play. Let him sit the rest of the game. Let him just play, like, five minutes of the power play, and that's it. I think that's a pretty good idea. I think they should do it if they can. But, yeah, he's definitely not going to be 100%, and I don't think he's going to be there by the like by Game 7 if, if, it, if it comes or not. It's Yeah, it's really tough. I mean, that's really not a bad idea. Just throw Stamkos <laughs> out on the ice whenever, you know, give him some offensive zone time, let him circle the wagons, and hopefully that shot goes in. Yeah, his shot is pretty much all you need to make him an above average player so uh he just needs to have a shot yep um since we're on the topic of stamkos the stanley cup will be awarded no later than a week from tomorrow uh should there be a game seven of sorts Given that the offseason is right now predicted to be, well, let's see, October, November, so about six weeks or so, do you think it would be wiser to hold out Stamkos and just kind of let him heal up for the regular season if the NHL does sort of, I mean, I know it's so hard to think about that because Nobody has any idea, not even the NHL has any idea what's going to happen in the next eight weeks. There's been talk about return to play and then there's, you know, tentative. But what that looks logistically for 31 teams, nobody has any idea. Yeah, I think that's it's such a wide open uh, question right now because they could start December 1st. They could start in 2021. They could start later. They could they could probably wait even all the way until like March 
to see if there's a vaccine that they can all take and then they can do a proper season with uh, with fans uh, that starts in the summer or like a short season or a long season. It's There's really no idea what's going to happen. <clears throat> but yeah, with Stamkos, I think, I think they just got to go for it. Like it's going to be detrimental to his long-term health. Absolutely. Like if, if he wasn't in the Stanley Cup final, I think they probably wouldn't play him, but it's the final, it's his one chance to get a Stanley Cup right now. They might get one next season, but it's really hard to get to the Stanley Cup finals. They've only, they did in 2015 and they've been trying to get back there every year for so long. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I think they play him if they, if he can go if he can go they, he goes but uh it, it kind of only comes down to whether he can actually play or not um but yeah the, the next season is going to be is going to be really interesting I I I don't know what's going to happen with that I I expect Stamkos to be healthy by then um but as long as he's right healthy for the playoffs I think that's all what Tampa Bay really cares about Well it would be nice to see him back on the ice he's such mm-hmm. a dominant player I mean He's yeah. he's just a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, and I've especially liked him as like turning into a playmaker almost. Uh because he he has Kucherov now with him. So he's actually waned off his shot a little bit and created more passes and it's made both of them more dangerous and he's become a really really good center, like a really really good transition player um and it's just he's a special player to watch. He's a really really great player and uh we're kind of robbed of not seeing him and him not being there. Uh, in the playoffs right now, because he would be he would be an absolute star. For sure. Um, who else is a player to watch? Who could be sort of a difference maker, a game breaker for Tampa if they really have a shot at winning the cup? Well, we've been seeing it all all through the playoffs. It's been Braden Point. It's been his show this entire playoffs. He's been the number one center for this team. Uh, he was the number one center for pretty much most of the season. He was actually center with Stamkos and Kucherov as a trio on one line uh, for a bit of the season during the regular season. And he's just been unreal. Like he, he takes on so much responsibility offensively, defensively in every situation. He works so hard. He's such a talented guy, such really good awareness uh, of the puck and where everyone else is around him of Kucherov. They work so well together. They're, they're an amazing dynamic duo with Andre Palat as a third guy. Uh, it's been points playoffs and it's such a shame that he's uh, injured and he's been dealing with an injury and he's been playing through an injury um, because I think if he was healthy, he'd be, you know, like a point a game easily. And he's been almost that. I don't, I don't know what his counting stats are specifically, but he's, he produces in pretty much every game that I've seen him play. And if, if he's not producing, then he's in the play and he's making chances and he's making the thing that I've noticed most with point is that, when he's in the lineup, everyone, like, on the lines below him, like Anthony Sorelli on the second line, Tyler Johnson on the third line, and um, Cedric Paquette on the fourth line, all of their jobs get easier, and all of them end up playing better because they know they have point ahead of them, and they have an easier competition. And that's kind of the sign of a true leader, of a true number one star, and uh, points doing that. And, like, if, if they win the Cup, it's going to be a large part because of him because he's been so dynamic. He's been so perfect. Can I just say how insane Tampa's depth is? If you have <laughs> Tyler Johnson playing on the third line and Cedric Paquette yeah. playing on the fourth line, it's like, eh, yeah, there are bottom six guys. I mean, it's okay. It's fine. They're just in the bottom six right now. Like, <laughs> both teams, you would definitely be looking at those guys as your second liners, maybe 
like a, a two A two B type. I know you really want them to be one A one B for your first mm-hmm. and second lines, but I mean, if you have like a true second line center, and then you have like a really good third line center, like what you know Johnson and Paquette are doing, like that's kind of insane. <laughs> it's 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 a testament to how long the Lightning have been doing this, have been trying to win. They got Stamkos in what two thousand and ten, maybe have been in two thousand nine. They've been going at this for over a decade. And what it's really come down to is they built on that first group when they were young. And then they had to, you know, retool and rework the team a lot. And during those years, they were able to get, you know, Andre Vasilevsky. They got Mikhail Sergachev with, uh, with a high uh, pick and trade with uh, Jonathan Drouin. They got Brayden Point in the third round. They got Nikita Kucherov in the second round. They found, like, all these players and they found a new influx of talent. And it's really been that new growth, that that new set of talented players that have really pushed them over the over the edge. Anthony Sorelli as well. He was an ama- he's been an amazing two C. Like he's been a, a really, really good two C. It's exactly what you needed as a second line center. And yeah, it's really been the second generation of Lightning players. They they have they have the, the big two superstars, uh, with Hedman and, and Stamkos, but they've really, really, really got lucky with that second wave. And it's taken so long. And and whenever I talk about like teams rebuilding and teams building like if they have young influxes of talent like Toronto for example I always wonder like sure they might be able to win now but it really really takes a long time for you to be able to, to, to develop all this talent and have them on cheap contracts in order for you to be really good like you need to be able to find a brain point in like the fourth year of your build in order to have him in the seventh year in order to compete so it's it's been a long time coming this team has been going through so much it's been such a grind and they're finally here, and I really hope that they win a cup because they really, really deserve it. <laughs> you know, you you said they've been through a lot, and then last year they were swept in the um, first round by um, by the oh, Jackets. The jackets. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. By by the uh, Blue Jackets, and then it took them what? What was it? Six games this year? Five. Five. Five games. Yeah. I, I know uh, you're not on the team, but it's just kind of like a lot of, a lot of people wrote yeah. them off after that year. And they said, there's no way you come back from being swept. You're the best damn team in the league. And then you get swept in the first round. Like, how do you come back from that? I think what they did is that they added more dimensions to the team. They realized that they took the foot off their gas at the beginning of the Columbus series and they couldn't fight back. And in fighting back, I don't mean physically fighting back. I mean in terms of your energy level, your tenacity, your your constant being on the puck, forechecking, fighting for possession, um, skating all the time. And they they learned that internally. Like all the players from the top to from the top down, they all realized that they have to work harder, they have to play harder. Um, and they brain points a pretty good example of that. Uh, Anthony Sorelli, they're both players who just work constantly on the ice they're never they're never taking any uh, minute off Nikita Kucherov as well he's now like he used to kind of float around a bit because he could because he was Nikita Kucherov and he would still score 100 points a season but he realized okay the playoffs I really need to be working my ass off every single shift and uh it, it was a combination of that of them being able to realize okay we need to be working all the time regardless of who our opponent is and then when they got uh Barkley Goodrow and uh, Blake Coleman who are effectively really good second line wingers on a team that that grind well that score that talent that have tenacity that penalty kill they do all of these things uh and they're real up and coming up and coming players and they and they bought them for a first round pick each 
which is a lot. It was just, it was a big it was a big price to pay, and they have them on the third line, and they've been producing amazingly. I think I think Coleman has four goals in these playoffs. He's been doing a, a really good job, and I think that's just uh, the GM uh, Julian Breesbaugh just going all in and saying, you know what, this is what this team needs. Let's get it to them. Let's see how well they could do because why are we waiting? There's no reason to wait and try and develop these guys and take a longer time. Let's just get, uh, buy these guys and and go for it. And I, I think it's been a brilliant move. They they didn't go out and get toughness. They went and got tenacity. And I think that's a really, really smart move that they made. They got a couple of um, tough guys on their rock. Well, I don't want to say tough guys. But, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. they got bigger. I guess they got, they have Zach Bogosian and then our old friend, Eric Chernick. Um, Eric Chernick was a Kings prospect and then he never played in um, North America, but I don't, I don't think he played in North America. At least I think he played in the European league. I'll have to double check that, but um, he never played in the, the Kings system, but he was a Kings prospect for, a while, but he never was really going anywhere. So it's kind of amazing to me that he went from being kind of, it looked like he was never going to make the NHL because at that time we had such a log jam on, on defense and now he's playing in the Stanley cup final. So kind of what's his role with the, with the tamp, with the, with the lightning. I think uh, the lightning were able to be really smart with Cernak. Um, He's not by himself. If he was like the top guy in his pair, he would the t- the pair wouldn't be very good. He's a really he's become a really good secondary player. He first played with Hedman. Now he's playing with McDonough, and those two players are first pair. Hedman's an elite defenseman, and all you really need to do with them is to keep up and to make that secondary play for them. You know, uh, grab the puck out of the uh, out of the uh, corner. You know, go for the hit, make some space, do all these little things. And create a role for yourself, and uh, it's been a real luxury for the for the Lightning to have those two guys anchoring their uh, their top two pairs uh, with Mikhail Sergachev as a third guy. It's it's insane. They've been doing so well. Um, they they were able to use them and to just add in someone who comes in on a cheap contract who might not be a really all well rounded player like Chernak, but he's a he's a decent enough defensive player, and they've been able to kind of get him to work with the system and to fit with the program and do the job in order for, for that pair to kind of work well. And uh, you don't need to spend too much money to get two good guys. You kind of just need one good guy and one, you know, guy who just does what, what needs to get done. And Chernak has definitely done that. It's, it's been really good. Uh, and in terms of size, I think the Lightning have never been, like, scared of size. I think they've always been a, a fairly big team. They've never really gone around and gooned it up. Uh, but they have guys who, can, who could do it if necessary, if the other team goats them, if... If things start to get uh, wild, I know I know the Islanders like to do that with them. Um, they've been doing it for years, even when uh, I think they played in the first round, like 2016 or something like that, 2018. I don't remember which year. Um, but yeah, they've they've always had a level of toughness. They just never really gone all in on that, which I think is is an important factor to have. Last question. So. Um... Julian Brees Boyce, he got promoted to from AGM to GM. So what has the team kind of looked like under his uh, tooling? Is, is it um, still the same general philosophy? Yeah, I think it's always been the same general team. 
uh, he and uh, Steve uh, Steve Eiserman, when they were together, they were very much a pair. They were very much um, they had this. They had a very similar philosophy. They kind of did things the same way. Um, and uh, Eiserman was more like a president kind of role, uh, like you see in the NBA, and Breezeball was more of the GM kind of guy. Uh, so already he was already doing essentially the job of a GM. Uh, and he was, you know, doing lots of uh, cap stuff and making sure the money worked and making sure and evaluating talent. Uh, I think the main thing that Breezebot did uh, to really get the team over the edge was uh, getting Blake Coleman and Barkley Goodrow. I think those two uh, moves will will define this cup run, especially. They they were at the beginning because uh, neither player really produced in the regular season. It was very touch and go. Um, but with the way that like John Cooper was kind of selling them and saying, listen, these guys are here for the playoffs. They're here for a specific reason. They bring tenacity. They bring uh, dedication. They bring hard work. And we're going to need that in the playoffs when you're when you're going three or four lines deep. So I think that has been a really major part of um, Breezewa's tenure. Uh, he also brought in Bogosian, which was pretty much just a deadline kind of signing because I think uh, I forgot who, which team had him. It might have been Buffalo. But uh, they bought him out. So uh, when when it first happened, uh, Bogosian wasn't very good at all. He was really, really poor. And I was like, okay, they just have him as a depth injury guy. Uh, same with Luke Shedd. He was also like a 7-8 guy. Uh, and they, they played pretty well. They've been uh, under really, really easy minutes. Um, they The, the Lightning runs seven defensemen every night. So they've never really had to do too much. And they've succeeded in not having to do too much. And I think that's a real testament to at the top, you have Victor Hedman, Ryan McDonough, Mikhail Sergachev, and that really, really makes everyone's job behind them easier. So, uh, yeah, once again, it's just the top end helps the bottom end, and everyone kind of works well together. And I think Griezbaugh knows that, and he built on that, and it's it's been really, really good. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining me. Do you have any predictions <laughs> for the uh, for the final? Um, let's go Lightning in six. I hope they win it in six. <laughs> I like it. I'm personally right. rooting for the lightning, but we'll thank see. you. Thank <laughs> you. This was really fun. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining me today, Hardiv. You have a great day.